uh, the USL show, also known as uh, The View for Soccer. I gave a very uh, pro wrestling heel turn, I'm sorry you were offended apology. I feel angry and disappointed in people. USL show brought to you by the beautiful game network phil here and i'm uh rocking the hobby at work in between jobs i'm i'm fitting in this interview with ryan madden um it's all about supporters week and the culture collection supporters collection um i came out pretty hot with something to say and it was negative and the more i talked to people about it the more i kind of wanted to back off some of those things i said and I thought I'd kind of bring Ryan on to talk about it more thoroughly uh, because I'm not sure it got a fair shake and I know I didn't help the situation. So that's what this episode is. It's just about 20 minutes. Hope you enjoy our conversation about Supporters Week. We fit in a few extra little newsy things at the end as well. All right, we're joined now by Ryan Madden, the uh, communications director. What is the what is the proper word for that, Ryan? I know I got it wrong. I'm the, you can call me whatever you want, Bill, but I'm the, uh, I'm the vice president of communications and public relations. Oh, that sounds so much better than communications director. <laughs> um, basically he's the guy that has to deal with, uh, all my questions on a somewhat regular basis. I try not to bother you too much, Ryan, but you've been very, you don't, man, you don't. And you made your way to Tampa recently. So that's, that's right. uh, that's, that's the best part of it. Yeah. And you, you, if you, uh, didn't see it, we got to, uh, have a couple beers with little bitty puppies. That was pretty great. Yeah. We had, we had beers and pet puppies. That was a, uh, it was an afternoon to remember. It was indeed, uh, almost romantic by the sounds of it, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Hey man, I wanted to have you on for a while now because, um, recently we had a few different things that the USL was doing. That was to kind of highlight the supporters, the fans of the USL, and um, I wanted to talk about them. I'm kind of curious. Let's, yeah. We're going to start with the culture collection that's going on right now that a lot of people are seeing these jerseys pop up. Um, tell yeah. me a little bit about, about that. It was just a kind of a fun digital content initiative. It, it was, um, we have a, so here at, at USLHQ, where and I think most people know this, but we're based in, in Tampa, Florida, and there's a little over 60 people that work in our office and and we have a relatively um large digital staff but we have four extremely talented graphic designers here at the league office so the idea was we're going to create these sort of like city and community um, kits and, and give teams the opportunity if they like them to they can then um, order them and, and, and sell them if they'd like. But the main idea was just to take local community-based iconography from 20 championship markets, working with different color schemes, images, logos, and, and to produce the collection. I, you know, the, the real purpose was just to, to give people sort of a, an interesting new look at the clubs that they're already following and to say, like, here's some of the the things that matter most within these individual communities or some of the things that these communities are best known for. And here's how these four designers that we have at USLHQ kind of interpret those and would, and would lay them out um, given the creative space and the creative freedom to go and create these concept kits. So it was, 
it was pretty fun. And, and, you know, you, 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 it was, it's been received exactly the way you think it would. You know, some people have seen the jerseys and they absolutely love them. And they're like, these should be our actual kits. And then other people are like, those jerseys are totally lame, but it, it's, it's cool that, um, it's just cool to see that, that people are, are seeing them and, and that, that they're starting conversation. And, um, really that's the goal. It was just to, to have fun and, and to show off these communities in a, in a kind of cool, unique way. Yeah, and I like that. And I, I think you see a lot of clubs put out traditional kits for the most part. I think St. Louis took a little bit of a step forward this year, but for the most part, they go pretty simple. Um, and it's something, you know, St. Louis is going to come out and put something like this on a jersey and, and try to use it as their kit. So that's almost like the good side of this is this is crazier than yep. most any club would, would put on their jersey. For sure. For sure. Yeah, they definitely took some some creative liberties. But I also think there's is, and this is, I hope this doesn't sound lame, but there's also kind of this educational component too, like if, where if you went through um, and you sort of read the explanations and the storytelling behind the kits, you know, if you didn't know anything about St. Louis, mm-hmm. this might be the first time you're exposed to the idea that it was, you know, the, 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 the heavy French influence and where the fleur de lis comes from and, and how St. Louis was founded in the second largest Mardi Gras and the French influence then in the kit and, and how it's being um, shown off and displayed. I, I think those are those are really interesting things. The, the designers definitely took their time. They did a lot of research. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they and I, I think they came up with some really cool. Look yeah, it, def- it went <laughs> further than just you know here's a stereotype of a city and put it on a jersey. It yeah. was definitely a yeah. lot more yeah. involved. Yeah, what, what have you seen? So what do you, what have you seen? Is is the reaction to it? Oh, both for sure. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. I think people are always super critical of of jerseys and. Uh, I think it's even some points they might be right. The the uh, the only one I've seen that's really negative I think was like the uh, OKC and the Tulsa Roughnecks color, <laughs> but it's mm-hmm. still uh, like what's funny is I saw the jersey it was like it was my favorite at, at the time it came out, and I didn't even yeah. notice that it had OKC on there. So I mean I think that's a legitimate um, thing to say, but otherwise I'm looking at all of them in front of me right now, and the Colorado Springs yeah. one is so cool. Honestly, most of them so cool. I'm a big fan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I love the Colorado Springs one. I used to my my wife and I used to live in Colorado Springs for a little bit. So the the mountain in the background, Pikes Peak, is this mm. this beautiful mountain that sits in in Colorado Springs, and you can you can take this train up to the top. So when I see that, it like actually brings back memories. I, I love that one, and I love um, actually I know uh, you know some it's you love it or you hate it, but I love the Charleston one as well because that's another place we used to live, and there's this this big pineapple fountain along the battery. So our designer <laughs> took the, uh, the pineapple fountain superimposed it in a, a all over the kit. I, I think it's really cool. And I'm, I'm also a sucker for jerseys that have a collar, but me too. Okay. I was about to say the same yeah. thing that I, for the most part, yeah. I like collared jerseys yeah. and the combination yeah. of the tropical colors and the pineapples and the collar. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think I can't remember what Jason Weidraub said, but he said something like, "Oh my gosh, can you look at this jersey? Look how ridiculous it is!" And then he went down a bunch of spaces and he said, "I wonder if it fits me" or something like that. So <laughs> it's like it's a it's a love and hate in different ways. Um, but I yeah. thought that was perfectly put for this situation, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's perfect. It's perfect. No, it's it's been a it's been a really fun project. Without a doubt. Well, um, speaking of jerseys, the other thing I wanted to talk to you about a couple weeks ago was Supporters Week, and um, yeah. part of Supporters Week was the Supporters Collection. I just kind of want to use yep. that to uh, trans uh, transition to Supporters Week. Let, let's start with the... I. Sure. Speaking of jerseys, these were super clean, the Supporters Collection, yep. like very much yep. in opposite of the Culture Collection, and yep. man, I think I liked every single one of the Supporters Collection jerseys. Yeah, um, so I mean, the idea was we... 
you know, it goes back to kind of like the concept behind Supporters Week as a whole. But really what we wanted to do was take um, a couple of teams, a select amount of teams. And I think this is important. You, you remember when Copa 90 first teased them, and, and I think a lot of people were like, well, why are there only six or seven teams? And, and sort of the story behind that is, is that, um, you know, we're different. We're a different type. We're a franchise model as an organization. We're not a, a single entity or, or things like that. So when we, so when we go about these types of projects, we have to in, go and, and sort of engage in individual licensing deals with each of our clubs. And and this first year that we launched Supporters Week was kind of proof of concept. We wanted to make sure that this thing worked and that people were interested in it and that we were on the right track. And so. Um, we knew kind of up front that going out and getting, securing individual licensing deals with all 36 championship clubs was going to be really difficult. That's kind of a, a Herculean task, to be honest. So we wanted to take um, some the, the clubs that I think were most enthusiastic about the project and who really wanted to be a part of it and say, cool, we're going to connect you guys with Copa 90. They're going to allow their design team to go and take your marks and then um, kind of create derivative marks that are super minimalistic and and then put them on a on a t-shirt capsule collection and then market those and sell them through the open 90 store and then use some core iconography from those marks and then some of the the slogans and terminology that are most used by the fans and the supporters and just create a kind of a boutique line of of usl championship and league one t-shirts it was a you know it's not it's not earth-shattering stuff but it, it it's just i think kind of a cool way of of providing new apparel options for for usl usl fans usl supporters 100 percent. and i I actually i think i'm going to dig right into it now um because first of all i i came and i said some really big words about this when it first came out and i only saw a few of those things and the more research i've been doing um and even after researching i missed several several articles um and every article i've come across is very good. I've enjoyed. I thought you guys made good decisions. I thought it was really interesting that you went with Mike Scouse for Scouse's house. Um, even yeah. when the Coopers are across the field, I thought that was a, almost a more interesting story in that way because it's digging super deep, I guess, hipster style in yeah. a way. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I came out a little bit. I thought it was a little bit disconnected initially. Um, and I'm not here to kind of nail you down on that. I've actually come to the realization that there no league I know of does this. In fact, while I was right. searching that hashtag supporters week, what's funny is I came across several tweets for MLS and I guess they had a supporters week and boy, did it look weak. And, and so, um, I'm, I'm really glad we can talk about this and I'm not trying to give you a free pass yeah. because I don't think you guys nailed it by any means, but I thought everything I've been looking at in the last couple of weeks was pretty good. And I think it's something to build on. And I, I just wanted to make sure I was really public with how negative I was. Sometimes that sticks out really <laughs> strong when even after I take it back. And I wanted to have you on to kind of discuss those things that I'm kind of curious, maybe respond to that. But um, this is the first year you guys are doing this. How did it come about? Like, who is it a bunch of people in a room deciding what to do and deciding that they want to highlight the fans somehow? Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, look, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy with the way that it went i think you're 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 right that um it's the year one of a project so there's there's always going to be ways to improve it and and we'll come back with something better next year that's for sure but at the end of the day i think it's it's a cool thing and and look it it starts with the basic idea that we as a professional sports league don't exist without fans without supporters that's that's just a fact and i know 
I, I know how that sounds, and I know that a lot of organizations and executives wax poetic about their appreciation for fans <laughs> to the point where it almost becomes cliche, right? But for us, it's not it's not a, a talking point. It's a it's a cultural focus. You know, we wanna we wanna put USL supporters at the forefront of our decision making. And whether that's the decision to go with ESPN as our media rights partner, or in this case, to undertake a league-wide initiative that tries to pay homage to just say thank you to the people that make our league possible. Um, we do that fundamentally because we believe it's the right thing to do. And also because we don't want to be just like every other professional sports organization, right? One of the, one of the beautiful things about a league of our size and where we are in the maturation process is that we can try new things. We can take risks. We're more agile than other leagues. And with that flexibility comes a responsibility to be progressive and to try things. And when we try things like Supporters Week, we'll, we'll learn from the positive. We'll learn from the negative. We'll get back into a room. We'll assess. We'll tinker with it. We'll improve it. And then we'll come out with something better the next time around. But we're not afraid to go out and try something knowing that it's not going to be perfect the first time around. And, and, and I think it's it's that type of approach that led us to supporters week. We thought, okay, well, our fans, the, the people who care and who spend time engaging with our clubs and our league are the most important part of what we do. So how can we do something cool for them? Mm-hmm. And how can, and after talking internally and with our clubs, we landed on a couple of things. We said, all right, look, we're going to, we're going to kind of stop telling on-field stories for a week and instead we're going to focus editorially on telling stories about our fans and our supporters and then all of our clubs are going to change over um, their social profiles in the league too to reflect not on-field facing imagery not player facing imagery not celebration imagery but rather fan facing imagery and then lastly we're going to give supporters this opportunity to um, impact their stadium experience in a way that no league has ever done before and I think that was that was honestly the most exciting part right Mm -hmm. allowing fans to vote on things like what jerseys their team wore or what beer specials were served in the concourses or how their head coach dressed or what music was played or what goalkeeper gloves certain players wore or in the case of Las Vegas, what nicknames showed up on the back of Thomas Olsen's jersey, right? And I think I think people enjoyed that. Um, it, it, it's 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 simple, um, but hopefully when you, when you combine it all, it just lets people, fans, know that we collectively care about you a great deal that we appreciate you that we're thinking about you that we want to try and engage with you in new ways and and look the last thing i'll say on it is i think it went really well now we'll listen to the feedback we'll learn from the areas where maybe we didn't get it 100 percent right and then we'll get better um the next time around uh, you know it's as, it's as simple as that yeah, and actually, if people do have feedback, I feel like that'd be really helpful. Uh, I'm not looking to fill up your inbox, but I imagine you have someone who can maybe sift through some some good ideas. Uh, but maybe yeah. you can plug that right now. Is there a place people can write in for the USL? People can just send me emails about it. Look, my my uh, everyone knows my email address. It's Ryan Madden at uslsoccer dot com. So oh if my you, gosh, Ryan! If you have any if you have any feedback about the league as a whole, people can always reach out to me. I'm around. And look, I, you know, Phil, and, and I think you were kind of touching on this at the beginning, and and you were being nice about it. But look, we we from day one. Look, I've been a soccer fan my entire life. Like I've I've sat in supportive sections, I've sat in stands, I've, I've, I've worked at a club, I've worked for the Confederation, and now I'm, I'm working in a league office. And so I, 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 I get it. Like I, I'm a, We were all acutely aware of the fact that when there's an initiative where a league is paying homage to a stands directly, that could, under certain circumstances, 
especially for the fans who are in the trenches every single day and are super, super closely connected to the clubs in their markets, that could come across as a little bit, I don't know, for lack of a better word, a little bit cheesy and that certain members of our supporters base might not immediately connect with the initiative. But um, we're not going to let the, the perfect stand in the way of mm. the good. And I don't think that that should stop us from saying thank you to fans or trying to provide fans new ways to um, influence the, the world around them when, when they're in the stadiums or looking for new ways to empower fans or just to give them fun, cool things to do that maybe other leagues aren't thinking of or aren't taking the time to do. So I, I, I think I think Supporters Week is at its core just simply um, the right thing to do. I think it's, I think yeah. it's as simple as that. No, I agree. I think I think you said it perf- perfectly. Let's let's not get the, uh, you know, having making it not being perfect to keep us from trying and, right. and doing it next week. I think that's a perfect place to end on that. And I, I just do want to reiterate that um, the whole reason I wanted Ryan on was because I immediately <laughs> thought it through better. And I, I I don't want this to be Ryan defending himself because I do think it was a, it was a good aim. And I think it has uh, been overall very uh, positive and very good. And the more I look into it, the more uh, good I thought it was, to be honest. So um, yeah. I look forward to next year, to be and honest. It'll be, and it'll be better next year. Yeah, exactly. I think that's the, that's the key point. I like it. I like it. So I appreciate you coming on and letting me kind of fix things a little bit in my own uh, conscience. But uh, um, yeah, before you go, I, I did want to talk about the there was news dropped yesterday morning about um, allowing sponsors that have to do with betting, sports betting allowed on the jersey for jersey sponsors. That's a pretty interesting development. Yeah, for sure. That um, it broke in uh, in front office sports in their their morning newsletter yesterday, and I guess you know Top for those story. who maybe haven't come across it, the um the the gist of the story is that USL clubs are now able to sell front of kit um, sponsorships to sports betting companies, and and I think it's a there's a couple elements to consider there. One is that it's um it gives the clubs the flexibility to maximize economic opportunities that come from front of kit jersey sponsors. But two, I think it's also being driven and MLS has has recently announced that they're um, doing this as well. It's sort of consistent with the way that the direction that international soccer is going. Hmm. You know, I, I imagine a lot of people that listen to, um, to y'all, if they have the same group of people that are showing up to, to local pubs and watching English Premier League um, on Saturdays and you'll see, that you know, sports betting companies have, have, or the clubs have had the opportunity to sell front of kit jersey sponsors and sports betting companies in the UK for for quite some time. So, in in a lot of ways, the US is we're we're still kind of catching up on that front. But it was it was the right thing to do, and we wanted we wanted to be an early mover in North America. And and um, like I said, we you know we're you know a, an organization of our size and where we are in our overall maturation process. We want to be nimble. We want to be agile. We want to give clubs the flexibility to. To, to be as sustainable and as economically healthy as they possibly can. And this is a, a good step in the right direction on that front. That's interesting. So I hadn't considered it on the global scale, which um, one of my favorite things about the USL is how you know much you guys are looking at the global product, which it is, and uh, likening yourself to it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, betting's really, really popular right now in all sports. I, I've found it very interesting that, that people have been betting on uh, USL teams in, in the recent past. Is that something you've ever dabbled in? No, not me individually. Um, I've thought about no, it, but I'm absolutely. such a bad gambler. Not, not me. 
Well, you know what we did do, and it, it didn't make the uh, the story this morning, but but we signed in March. We announced a partnership with a company called Sport Radar, and essentially, what they are is they're the the world sort of leaders in sports integrity services. So they 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 monitor betting lines. They um, keep the league abreast of any um, you know of of they, they essentially they provide a package of services that allow us to make sure that the integrity of competition within a landscape where sports betting is becoming more and more prevalent is is secure um so it's not just about it's not just about maximizing economic opportunity but it's also about making sure that um from an integrity standpoint that that, that we're buttoned up and that, that the the level of competition is being preserved so it's um it's an, it's the crazy thing about sports fellows that the, the the world's always changing around us you know we just mm-hmm. got to try to we got to try to stay ahead of it and make sure that we're that we're being progressive and that we're thinking these things through. But I, I think this is um, individually, at least, this is a, a good step in the right direction. That's really interesting. Uh, last thing I want to talk to you about: um, uh, what was a Sirius XM tweet? Uh, they they said they you said that you you quoted it on Twitter and said let's change can to how are so I'm gonna read it read it how you would would like for it to to have read I thought it was a really good okay. tweet how are clubs like Phoenix Rising FC how can they be systematically relevant in American soccer without promotion and relegation that was a good one man yeah I mean look the answer is that that people care the communities care and they care about their local club. And I think, look, at the end of it, you know this better than anyone, but um, soccer is a different type of sport. It's not just a, it's not just about having a team that you like and whether they win or lose. It, it's a, it's a genuine sort of representation of the community that, that you call home. And it, it's part of your, you know, that's why people, uh, that's why the passion surrounding the sport is so ferocious is that it's part of people's personal and cultural identification. Um, and clubs like Phoenix Rising, people in Phoenix care so much about rising. They're such a big deal. Phoenix Rising had higher social media engagement than any other professional sports team in Phoenix last year. Mm. Like they are a massive, massive deal in their market. And the reason that they are relevant, the reason that they are so relevant is because they have found a way to organically connect with the people in their community in a way that just about no other club in North America has. And, and I think the absolute world of them for that, and it doesn't matter what league you play in, it doesn't matter who you are, if you can find the um, sort of ingredients for that, you you are relevant. And Phoenix has been relevant for a long time, and they'll continue to be relevant. It doesn't matter. Um, you know, it's just they, they do a tremendous job, and, and I, uh, I really do think the world of what, they, what they're doing. Yeah, I was even, uh, you were asking me how MLS and all the celebrations went before the, we started recording. Yeah. And, um, you know, part of the sad part of going to MLS, maybe the only sad part, is that I am losing a little bit of that. You know, just because it's tier mm-hmm. two, honestly, doesn't, it, in a lot of ways, it's a lot better. I'm going to lose a lot of access and I'm going to miss out on some of the really grassroots type stuff that they, that they do. Um, things that make Phoenix such a great club is true for a lot of other clubs yep. as well, which you were saying as for well. Sure. So yeah, hundred sure. percent. And I liked that tweet. I thought that was pretty cool. I don't know if Jason <laughs> cool. Davis saw well, so, it though. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. This is actually the first time I've ever had to uh, 
to publicly explain or defend a tweet of mine. So <laughs> that's, that's all right. That's all right. Thank God I've never had to do it. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll call you after this and uh, we'll talk about a few. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, Ryan. Thanks again, man, right, for so, uh, doing this. No, uh, thank you. The, yeah, uh, I, really, the, I really appreciate you. Thanks, thanks for having me on. That's it. Thanks to Ryan and also thanks to Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier of MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get your custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Some USL show ones hitting your uh, hitting your Twitter feed pretty soon as well, so look forward to that. Bye, everybody.